The watchman, Cyril Thrall, waited beneath the moonless sky scattered with stars that he'd been able to name since childhood, though he'd not seen them until his twentieth year. He'd dreamed of them, of course, and when he'd reached adulthood, he'd stood beneath them for the first time here at Endicott Station, not far from where he now sat, and, in fact, had sat for so many nights these past four decades. That canvas of space above him, until last week, had been more full of wonder than anything he'd ever seen. A million points of light that illuminated and enhanced the plain paper charts he'd studied on the ceiling of the observatory when he was a boy. He'd wept the first time he stood beneath them, his lungs full of the dry, dead air of the barrens, after spending the first two decades of his life hidden away. And then, last week, the dream had brought a new wonder to him. Cyril had not fully understood the significance of it in the moment of the dream, but he had given himself to the experience, taking it all in, slack-jawed and rubbing his eyes. The massive tree white with seed, the multitudes stretched out across the plains, and the loud voice of Winteria Batmardic, a daughter of Shadrus, rising above the roaring wind to conclude two thousand years of dreaming, with the proclamation that would allow the first home temple to be unsealed. The path to the moon will now be open again, Cyril realized as he stood in that field and bore witness. It was the culmination of millennia spent waiting, watching, and preparing carefully. It was the fulfillment of Frederico's bargain, an event that stretched back to the days of the under-exodus, before the time of tending and gathering. And somehow, they had shared that dream together, every man, woman, and child. He'd seen them for as far as his eye could see, all gathered together on the plain. It stirred everyone's sense of wonder, and launched a flurry of activity. Vessels to prepare, ambassadors to send out, and now, most recently, guests to receive. His own two children, barely grown, had already been sent out in their service to the Council for their part in the making of history. Cyril watched as he always did, from a plain wooden chair facing south. Just at the edge of the run-down stone buildings that made up Endicott Station, most nights all he saw were stars, or a field worker returning home. Only once in forty years had there actually been an intruder at the station, and it had been dealt with quickly and efficiently. The grave wasn't marked, but Cyril knew just where it was. He blinked away the memory of violence, grateful that it had been done by hands other than his own. Still, he felt remorse from having any part in it, and had dug the grave himself. Guests were another thing altogether. He couldn't recall the last occurrence in their carefully recorded history. In the earliest years, they'd received a slow trickle of pilgrims and refugees seeking sanctuary, but that had evaporated over the course of a few hundred years. That trickle started again, according to historians, once the Yazirite blood cult sprang up. But eventually that slow migration had stopped, or if people out there still attempted the journey, the harsh travel conditions, and the imperial blood scouts who hunted down any apostates that fled, 
prevented their arrival. But now guest cottages were being cleaned in the midst of everything else. The hours slid by, and twice Cyril stood to take a slow stroll around the station. It was a quiet night with no wind, making it easy for him to hear the approach. It was the softest hum at first, growing louder in the south. He stepped toward it, scanning the night sky as he reached into his pocket. He put his hand upon the stone there and focused his words through it.